speaking. Um, I'm going to be talking this morning about receiving and responding the heart of God, and uh, or receiving the heart of God and responding uh, to His heart. So, yeah, I guess it might be a bit of a heart message. We'll see. We'll see how we go. So. Um, I've got some recorded sounds this morning to kick this off, okay? And so this is just going to be a little bit of like a bit of response here I want from you guys. So are you guys ready down the back? We're going to send do one at a time. And I want you to think when you hear the sound, how do you feel when you hear the sound? And then what do you want to do when you hear the sound? Okay, so let's just uh, roll the first one. I don't know what it is, but yeah, sound of silence here. That's that's good. So, sounded like swimming, yeah. How did you feel? Cold, yeah. What did you want to do? Get a new sound, because that sounded awesome. Let's try the next one, see if there's any more personality on it. Yeah, that, that is, that's good. How do you feel? And good. We got any advice on good? Sad. That's not the kind of word I'm looking for. Come on. Excited. Inspired. Yeah. What do you want to do? You know, thrash someone. Okay, next sound. <laughs> bite someone. Oh, bite someone. All right, well, how do you feel? Cute, yeah, ice cream. Yeah, you want, to, you, want to, you want to go get an ice cream? Next sound. What is he going to speak about? <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> Because it goes, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah, sorry. Oh, you got my version of it. So, yeah, wh- how do you feel? Excited. excited. Yeah, <laughs> still excited on the front. What did you want to do? Go swimming. Yeah, <laughs> all right. Yeah, I know where you're going. Is, is there any more? <laughs> do you love that sound when you're driving? <laughs> the heavens behind you? How do you feel? Humiliated. <laughs> what do you want to do? Not go home and tell Debbie. <laughs> Is that probably it? That's common sound. Yeah. What? What is it? Yeah. Not nice to be inside. Yeah. You feel kind of cozy. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, yeah. So, you know, there's power within sound, isn't there? Like, God created ears for us so that we could hear each other, but also He created ears for us to hear Him as well. When He created senses, it was all to do with that connection of relationship. And so He's speaking over our lives. And so I'm just going to break uh, this open this morning. You know, that um, in the beginning, the Bible says that God created the heavens and the earth with His speech. 
He was hands-free on Bluetooth, Wi-Fi, I don't know, but he was creating just with his voice. There is immense power in, in the sound that God releases to us. You know, and um, thank you for that. That is good. Proverbs 8, 34. I've got some Bible up here this morning, so you can get yours out or uh, just read away with me here. It says this. It says, Blessed are those who listen to me, watching daily at my doors, waiting at my doorway. Blessed are those who listen to me, watching daily at my doors, waiting at my doorway. And I love this. This is like, this is encapsulates to me a posture of anticipation. This is, this is someone who has positioned themselves in a, in a doorway, in a gateway, in a place where people come and go and, there's communi- and, and you catch what's coming and going. And there's, there's someone here who has decided that they're going to listen to God, that they're going to listen to what He's saying, and they're going to wait and they're going to watch for that voice. And so last week, uh, Kevin Forlong came in and he spoke um, just very briefly. He touched on Joshua and he was, and he said that, you know, it's kind of like a, this new season thing. And I'd been thinking about Joshua as well. And I thought, hey, I'm just going to read Joshua and see what's going on in Joshua's life. And so I'm going to do a couple of weeks on hearing what God's saying. This week is going to be on hearing what he's saying. And then next week, you know how Joshua went in and he marched around Jericho and it, they released a set. Sound and the walls came down. And so next week, we're going to be talking about like releasing that sound that God um, has placed within our hearts. So if you can just open your Bibles to Joshua 1 as well, just jump from that to Joshua 1. And Joshua's a cool guy. He's, he's awesome. And, you know, he plays the bass on Sundays, struggles with notices, especially the last one. But, you know, he's awesome. He's really good. But anyway, Joshua means this. It means Yahweh is salvation. Yahweh, is it Yahweh? That's right. Yes. Who is the pirate god? Yahweh. Anyway, um, the Lord is salvation. So keep to the script. Okay. Do you know, this also, that's the that's the Hebrew version of the name, and the Greek version of the name Yahweh is actually Jesus. It's the name Jesus. So we also have Jesus here on base on a Sunday. Stop giving me feedback, Josh. <laughs> yeah, stop giving me feedback, Jesus. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> so he's like the, but so um, Joshua's this foreshadow. And do you know how, like foreshadow of Jesus. So, you know, when if the light's behind someone and they walk around, the, they're about to walk around the corner and you see the shadow before you see the person. And so Joshua is this foreshadow of Jesus. It's kind of like you see Jesus before you actually see Jesus in the, in the Bible. And so one of the parallels that you can draw between Jesus and Joshua is that Joshua was the one who led the Israelites into the promised land, into their victory. They had victory over the enemies of, of the nation. And so, you know, when we receive Christ and when we're led by Christ, He gives us victory over sin and He leads us into our promised land, doesn't He? And He leads us into peace and he leads us into joy and all to the, into freedom and all that. So J- Joshua led a nation into occupy a territory, just like Jesus want, leads us into occupy, you know, 
territory in our own lives. So just a quick parallel there. So Joshua 1 verse 3, I'm just going to go through just a few of these verses because God was speaking something over Joshua's life. There was a sound over his life before he went in to that promised land. So it says, I will give you, God saying, I will give you every place where you set your foot as I promised Moses. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you or forsake you. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey the law my, Moses, uh, my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left that you may be successful wherever you go. Say successful wherever you go. Come on. That's why God God wants to give us His Word that we can be successful for wherever we go. And so there was something that He was saying here that, that really, really Joshua absolutely had to catch. And it was that endorsement of the Father to Joshua. See, Joshua's standing for the first time as a leader, leading a nation where they had never been before. They'd, they'd seen it 40 years previously, haven't they? they they'd, and, they'd been, and, and it had scared the faith out of them. They'd seen the giants, they'd seen the cities, they'd brought back reports, and they, they felt like grasshoppers in the sight of this nation that God was calling into conquest. And so they saw, they saw the intimidating things and they shrunk back. But there was Joshua again in this moment, in this hour, when God is saying, be strong and courageous. And he says this four times in this, in this context of these verses. Be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. Now, something that I just want to pick up on that Kevin said last week, this is a bit of a Kevin said message right now, uh, is that he believed that there was a strength coming to this church. Like uh, he said that like there were some like mosaic tiles like in St. Peter's in, in uh, Europe and, and, and some big church thing. And he said, but it, it wasn't so much like the patterns. It was the, it was the strength and the size of, these, of this mosaic that just struck him as being incredible. And so he said that he believed over the next year or so that just strong leaders and people are going to be knitted in to this church. That we so we build from, and it, but it also means for us we're still here. We're here, you know. We're strong too. All right, we're not just waiting for these other people to come in. We're strong right now. So this is a word for us to take hold right now that we can be strong and courageous in this in this um, hour. I just want to jump through to Joshua 3 uh, quickly and just do a quick overview of that because the next scene, um, like, you know, they've moved the army to the border. And so they're at the border crossing of going into the promised land. And it's pretty easy because it's just like, hey, guys, just get your passports out and make sure they're up to date. And um, all your dreams are going to come true on the other side. Just walk through this gate and say, geez, no, that's not what happened, is it? Because at the border crossing, there's a river that they have to cross. And it's the Jordan, and it just happens to be the season of flooding. Okay, so isn't that like just typical God? You know, he's so unreasonable sometimes. He wants us to go somewhere, and it's just like, but that's just too hard. That just doesn't make sense. I just can't. Why would you want me to go there when it looks like in the natural, there's all these physical objects, uh, objections to why I would even go there? But God so God leads the, the nation to this river, um, and, and, and they can't go around it. They, they can't go under it, and, you know, they've got to go 
That's it. So um, verse 15 here on chapter 3, it says, Now the Jordan is at flood stage uh, all during har- harvest. Yet as soon as the priests who carried the ark reached the Jordan and their feet touched the water's edge, the water from upstream stopped flowing. It piled up in a heap at a great distance away at a town called Adam in the uh, vicinity of Zarethan. So, uh, and then it just jumped through to the people crossed over uh, to the opposite side, opposite Jericho. Isn't that awesome? You know, just as soon as they, they get, I'm going to trust God. I'm going to, he's calling me here. We're all going to go down. We don't have life jackets. We don't have a bridge. We don't, we've just got the ark of God and we're just going to step where he's calling us to step and we're going to hear his voice. And as a nation, they agreed with this together. They agreed with us. It wasn't just Joshua who said, come on guys, let's go down and, and we'll just see what, but as a nation, they agreed that this was their moment and that they, this was their, you know, their carpe diem. They needed to, to seize the day. Um, they were going to leave behind the wasted years, weren't they? And they were going to seize the moment. And, and yet right in front of them, before they crossed, was this raging river. And it just looked like a great big roadblock. And um, Danny Silk says this. He says, The dogs of doom stand at the doorways of destiny. The dogs of doom stand at the doorways of, you know, the dog of doom for Israel at that moment was a raging river in flood. He was like, what the, our destiny is this way, but there is a river, you know, brown and gnarly looking. And so at the, at the, um, as we go through in life and we, 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 we struck, we strike opposition. And so the dogs of doom stand at the doorways of destiny, and you hear, when you're going forward with God, you hear fierce barking, and it's intimidating. But then he goes on to say, but as you get nearer, this is Danny Silk, you realize that there are only chihuahuas with microphones. And that's so life, though, isn't it? Like, you just think that it's all over. You just think that, flip, um, how am I going to get through this moment in life? But you keep listening to God. You keep taking another step. You keep moving as He calls and He leads, and you pretty soon you realize that what you realize was intimidating you is just not worth fearing at all. God is calling us to defy the physical odds, I believe, in this region to see His kingdom come in our town. You know, He is calling us to defy physical odds. And together as a church, we, you know, we've probably faced some barking dogs. Uh, you know, we, we want to see uh, high schools transform. We want to see primary schools impacted with the love of God. We want to see, you know, just this place encountered by Jesus Christ. Our neighbors blessed. And our current circumstances, sometimes it just feels like, but what can we do? What can we do in this moment when I feel intimidated? And so this morning, I just want to unpack a little bit um, uh, unpack, oh, how do we hear God? How do we hear Him when, we're, when, when the intimidation is louder than the voice of God? How can we get back to His heart and His voice? How do we know if it's God or not? You know, when pianos lose their tuning, and guitar, this was in the past because now we have auto-tuning, right? And, and guitars, they fall out of key. For centuries, the only surefire way to tune a musical instrument was to use a tuning fork. All right. Has anyone seen one? They're about, you know, that big, two prongs. 
the, a small metal device, about the length of a knife anyway, if you've never seen one in your life. I haven't because I'm just digital. Uh, they're simple to make. That's what Wikipedia said. And they're easy to use. And tuning forks are guaranteed for 100% pitch accuracy. In antique shops today, you can find 300-year-old tuning forks, right, that uh, give a, a note that is just as clear and as crisp as the day that it was created, 300 years ago. And so to, to get something in tune, you've got to go back to the source of sound, and so with our lives, with, our, with, with, with life, like, I feel like I'm constantly going out of tune, <laughs> you know, like I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go down and spend some time with Jesus and I've got some revelation I want to bring and I'm going to love my family as much as I can and not yell at the kids or, you know, and, and, and then a day later, I'm suddenly, I'm like, ah, you know, I'm out of tune. And Debbie's like, what's going on with you? I just need to get back and, and retune myself here with Jesus Christ. You know, he is the, the he's, he has got the sound for us to tune our lives to. And so he is, he, and, and so in John 10, I'm just going to break this open um, a little bit more because I figure if we want to, you know, if we want to sound like God, we need to figure out what Jesus was saying. Like how, we need to understand his perspective. And so what does Jesus sound like? John 10 verse 3 says this, The gatekeeper opens the door for him and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And when he's brought all uh, out all to his own, he goes on ahead of them and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. I have other sheep that are not of the sheep pen. I must bring them in also. They too will listen to my voice and there will be one flock and one shepherd. But you do not believe because you are not my sheep. As I said to you, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. Jesus just keeps on talking about us being sheep in this, in this chapter and about how sheep hear his voice. And there are two words actually that precede the shepherd's voice in this chapter. One is that they would know his voice and the other one is to hear his voice. And there's actually a, a distinct difference here in the, in the Greek. One, to know his voice, that word know um, it actually means, and this is really interesting in the way that it's used in Scripture because it's in the relation to hearing, but it actually means to see. So to know is to see, is to actually perceive with the eyes or perceive with the senses. The Greek word is adu, which is a strange word, but anyway, <laughs> that is the word. And it means to see God because you know his voice. The next word is to hear his voice, and that is just obviously to listen, to attend to, to consider what is being said. You know, it's I, I was thinking about the analogy of Jesus and and sheep, him being you know awesome, and we being sheep, and it's and it's actually quite hard to make that comparison of us being sheep sound exciting. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, awesome. <laughs> No, um, 
You know, the subject of sheep, they're just not exciting creatures. When you talk about cooked lamb, just kind of like, yeah, well, humdrum kind of animal, just like does the job, makes the wool. Jesus used this example, though. He likened us to sheep for a reason. And there were a couple of reasons, and I just want to pull them out. Sheep had a dependable relationship with the shepherd. That was it. They were just, they relied on the shepherd. Back in the Jesus day, they had a dependable relationship on him. There weren't the same kind of fencing or farm structures. They needed a shepherd, and they needed to be shepherded constantly. They needed that constant attention from the shepherd. Um, and And the shepherd would stay in the sheep's world to protect them from wild animals as there weren't any fences, as I said, to keep the predators out. The shepherd would also lead the sheep from pasture to pasture to find the, so that they could find the best place to eat. So the sheep were just like, as I said, they were dependable. They were, they were dependent on Jesus. They just needed him, and they needed to receive directions and encouragement and to respond to the voice of the shepherd. And see, so you think of sheep and you think, Egh. They're just like silly animals. But then King David, he considered himself from the perspective of a sheep, didn't he? He said, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. There he restores my soul in Psalm 23. See, there's something that Jesus wants us to adopt from that nature of a sheep. And, and you know, we aren't too good to consider ourselves ones in desperate need of leading, of leadership, of hearing His voice, and of God's directive in our lives. We need, to, we need that perspective, that humble perspective, I believe, that sheep have in life. We just need Him. We need to be led. And I, and I want to encourage you to adopt that perspective around your life. You need to be led by Jesus Christ. You need His leading in your life. And so what's packed into the voice of Jesus for us to receive and respond to today? I just want to bring out three points um, regarding receiving and responding the sound of heaven. And so very quickly, there's going to be his sound. That's his nature, his call. He knows us by name and his instructions to us. Um, you know, the wisdom and the, and the, and the uh, insight that he wants to give us for our world. So first up, his sound and his nature. I was, I was thinking um, about... How, you know, you think of the last four generations, the four decades of music that we've just come through. And starting, say, with the, the 70s. And uh, I was thinking, I know you guys might want to shout out something here, but I was thinking like the Bee Gees are a kind of a, a pretty good summary of what 70s music. Anyone want to add to the, to the Bee Gees? ABBA, yet another kind of disco sort of sound. So we've got that disco fever going on there from the 70s. The 80s, I'm thinking Michael Jackson, like he's, yeah, big sound as well. Anyone else got the big ballads? Queen, yeah, Eye of the Tiger. I don't know who they were, but anyway. Yeah, Survivor. Uh, The 90s? No, actually, I thought that was the era of, yeah, the Spice Girls, the the boy bands and the girl bands. Yeah. I just forget the names, all right. The Backstreet Boys, right? All right. Mm-mm. I know. I even almost watched the DVD again the day of the day. Anyway, uh, the 2000s. I just I drew a blank on this one. I was just thinking about Black Eyed Peas. Um, yeah. 
yeah, yeah. It was actually quite hard to contextualise. Yeah, One Direction. Yeah, <laughs> Justin Bieber, Britney Spears. Yeah. But I was thinking this is. So we've got four generations here. Now, Joshua, give it to Joshua. He had four decades of wandering through the bad music desert. Like, you think about the, all the way, 40 years. That's a lot of eras that we've come through musically, isn't it? And so Joshua's right there through 40 years of, of Michael Jackson and Black Eyed Peas and the Bee Gees. And that's a whole lot of time doing nothing. There's a whole lot of time just wandering, wandering aimlessly. And, and I just want to say, like, so he went through this great big desert area in his life. But, the, you know, there's nothing, no matter how you grew up, what era you grew up in, it, you are not defined by the era that you grew up in. You are not defined by your past here. If you're a part of this church, you are not defined by your past, all right? And, and you're, you're, he's calling us to actually pin our worth and our identity on the nature of his goodness first up he is that is where it's at he is the ultimate reference point for our identity no matter what era you came from in life he is that reference point for uh, our identity and so he says so like God says to Moses uh, he said to Joshua he said I will as I was with Moses so I will be with you be strong and courageous you know the message that that he wanted, you know, Joshua to receive was a message of strength and courage. It was a message of confidence. No matter what you've been through, you know, the last 40 years of that desert wandering, in this hour, I'm calling you to be strong. In this hour, I'm calling you to have courage because I'm the one that's given you this endorsement. I'm the one that you can refer your strength to. I'm the one that's going to lead you in this hour. Back to John 10, Jesus said, I'm the gatekeeper. I will call them out by name. Do you know, he knows your name. He knows your name. He knows your name. He's, you know, if he's a gatekeeper, he's watching, he's like counting the sheep. One sheep, two sheep. No, he's not one sheep. He's like Joshua, Jared. He's like, he knows the name. Every single name. You, you, yeah. You can't supplement your relationship with Jesus by being a part of the crowd. He knows your name. He wants to have relationship with you. He wants to speak to you. He is constantly there around your life. Um, yeah, as I will, as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. You know that God is with you. He is a God with you this morning. I believe that if he, if he, if you're going, what, what does he sound like to me? He sounds like hope. He sounds like joy. He sounds like freedom. He sounds like, you know, just. Uh, a, a picture of optimism over your life. He, he is the ultimate source reference point for your identity. That is him, not your past, not your hurt. It is him. Pin your 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 future on Jesus Christ this morning. Um, the second thing I just want to speak about is, uh, regarding his voice is his call to us. As he is, as he calls us, he fashions us. As he calls us, he fashions us. It says in Ephesians 2 verse 10 that we are God's workmanship created in, in Christ Jesus to do good works that I have prepared in advance for you to do. He, he's saying, I will give you what you are designed for. He fa as he, he fashions us as he calls us. He calls us as he fashions us, sorry. I will give you what you are designed to do. From the call on our life, 
we begin to unpack his instructions for us. What is our mission? And the mission for Joshua was, I will give you every place where you set your foot. See, Joshua, I believe, had completed Strength Finder. He knew who he was. He was born to lead every place where I set your foot. You know, he's like, I'm, I'm down with that. I, I figure his strength, he was like a pioneering, self-assured, futuristic, maximizing strategist. And I don't even know if they're all strength, real strengths, but they, they sound good. And so I think that Joshua had this assurance of his call because he knew who he was. He knew he was called to lead. He knew his fit. And every one of us has a fit in life. You know, we are called to be the body of Christ. Some the head, some the, the, the feet, some the arms, some the fingers. You know, every single one of us have has a fit in life. And so he, he creates you not by chance, everything about you, he designs for a purpose. That is good. That is a good word. Yeah! So I want to encourage you guys to do Strength Finder because you, in Strength Finder, you begin to understand more about yourself. And, and you, as you understand yourself, you can agree with who God has created you to be because you see some of those strengths and you go, yes, that is, that is a great summary of that strength in my life. And so you can jump online this afternoon, do Strength Finder for $10, get a report, read it, and be encouraged and be blessed. The other thing that you could do if you're trying to figure out a little bit more about yourself is, um, in, the, in the kind of the more spiritual context is that you can go on and you can take the APEST test, okay? And this test here is um, designed around the fivefold ministry that was within the body of Christ. And this is like apostle, prophet, evangelist, shepherds, teachers. And so you can take that test and you can see where you're leaning to. It's good, isn't it? Uh, you can see if you are if you are leaning towards being evangel an evangelist, or whether you've got a gift of leadership on your life, or whether you just feel yourself drawn to people and you've got a shepherd kind of pastoral nature, you can jump online and you can do that this afternoon too. I wasn't sure on the price on that one, but you come away enlightened about who God's called you to be and His call on your life. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. I just want to jump some stuff here because I'm running out of time. The third thing um, that I want to talk about briefly is his instructions for us. And see, Joshua picked up, I was lo looking back to Joshua, and Joshua picked up his instructions to go into the promised land from a lost opportunity from the generation before. So there was a call... It was really interesting that um, the call for Joshua, sure, it was one man, like, what do you want to do for my life, Jesus? And so he's like, well, lead a nation. And it was so, you know, your, my will for you isn't about you. It's about, it's, it's, it's together. And so God's got a, a call for that he's speaking like, you know, we're, we're thrive, we're great, but we're, we've got the Baptist church, we've got these other churches, that God's got this voice and this He's got this heart for this whole region. He's speaking. He's been speaking over this region for years. And we've been going, come on, and we're taking steps that way. We just keep on moving that way, keep on going that way. And he is calling us to impact a region one step at a time. But it's not just about our life. It's not just his will for your life is not just about your life. 
It's a, it's a mosaic, isn't it? It's a jigsaw puzzle. We're all interlocking, and, and we need, and uh, we're dependent on each other to seek His will for each other. Because we move together, like the nation moved together, we're going to move together. So let's all just be like those sheep, give me a bar, yeah. <laughs> that's right, and follow Jesus. Thank you, front row, you really got into it. Yeah. Uh, sorry, just, I, I over-prepared today. One thing, actually, just before I go to the last thing I'm going to say is... Um, I hear this question, um, you know, what's God's will for my life? Is God's will for my life like a, a narrow path or is it like a playground? You know, have you heard of those two analogies? Um, and and I, I, my thought on this is that it's like both, actually. In, in times in life, God calls us directly, objectively into a, a specific area. Like, you know, there was... Um, Paul was, uh, had a vision and a dream, um, and in the dream, someone was saying, come, in t- come to Macedonia. Just, I want, I just, come on to Macedonia. There was a specific call on Paul's life to enter into that, and like Joshua was specifically called. There was a, there was a narrow path moment for them, and so I think we go on these narrow path moments in life where God calls us, but once we get there, he's like, well, you've got a free will. You've got options. You can go play on the swing or the slide or the, you know, the merry-go-round. You, you are born to be creative. Let that creative expression, but as we're playing on the things in life and as we're using those gifts and calls to our li- um, in life, have an ear to what God's calling us on towards doing. Um, I, uh, about three weeks ago, um, two guys turned up here on a, a Sunday morning. Eh? Um, I, some of you guys would have met them. They came in almost exactly at 8.30. They were um, people that we don't know. Uh, I'd never met the guys. They, they were wearing the same kind of clothes. They both had big backpacks on their back, and they didn't come together. They came completely separately. And um, I met them, and and one was hopefully on his way up to Kaikoura, and the other one just wanted somewhere warm to stay. And and um, and then also just before the service started, a cat, a stray cat, comes into the into the church, and I was just like, "There's something that you're saying here this morning, God. There's something here for us as a church to to uh, to catch here." And so I feel like. Um, well, you know, we've talked as a leadership team even about this because we thought this is a significant Sunday. You know, we want to be prepared for every anyone and everyone to come into our church family and into our world. And it was cool on that morning. Um, one of the guys didn't, know, you know, neither of them had any money. And so someone here paid for um, one of their bus tickets to get up to Kaikoura. And we did our best to connect them with another church. And, and then... Um, and, and then some comments were, were made around like, what if they were angels? What if these guys were coming in and we were actually uh, hosting angels? And I was like, wouldn't that be amazing uh, to be doing that? But I just believe that God's call for us in this hour is to be prepared for people. Be prepared for, for those who just need to be attended to, to be looked after. He's calling us to do this together. Um, we've actually, oh, just to let you know, we bought some grocery vouchers as well um, that are in my office. If someone comes in and they're, and they're after money, we don't just 
generally just hand out money because some people just want to pop over to uh, Liquorland and, and, and that kind of thing, which, which has happened in the past. So we'd just rather just give them some grocery vouchers so they can actually go there and, and buy some food. So, um, yeah, so that's sort of some of the... We're going to write on the vouchers as well for food only, all right? So not for, like, they'll go cash it and get an iTunes voucher and, like, yeah, awesome. Um, anyway... I digress. But in summary, how do we position ourselves to hear his voice? Do as sheep do. Be humble. Acknowledge our need to be led. Become familiar with the sound of his voice. Get Know yourself. Know who you are. Understand your giftings. Get ready to move. Be ready to respond. And I just want to finish with that proverb again today uh, from Proverbs 8.34. Blessed are those who listen to me watching daily at my doors, waiting at my doorway. I'm just going to pray. If we could just have the band up, um, that would be awesome. Just with um, Create Sunday, just want to go back to that just for a moment um, before I pray. And that is um, that we've, we're actually really excited about this Sunday. This is going to be really, really cool. Um, so we're going to start uh, the morning half an hour earlier. We're going to have an art exhibition um, happening here. So whether it be paintings or sculpture, um, just kind of that static art. Uh, lady waving with paper. Okay, there's information going to be at info about it. But so we're going to start at um, 9.30 that morning. Uh, there's going to be a cafe kind of style thing here. So you'll be able to go around and view artwork. Um, we're still processing how we're going to do this. If you've got ideas for this morning, then come and give us some feedback. But the service is hopefully just going to be filled with creativity, from musical creativity through to, um, like, I'm hoping to preach from a boat that's going to be in here that someone's made. And so we're just like, if, you, if you're a guy as well, and you're like, man, I just don't, like, yeah, I could never imagine myself painting or anything. If you're, like, awesome with metalwork or awesome with woodwork, like, we want to celebrate that as well because... We're all fashioned by God to create. And so everything about that Sunday, we just want to like give glory to Him through the abilities that He's given us. So it's going to be a real kind of out-of-the-box fun Sunday. Let's just stand uh, just before we sing this last song. And I just want to pray for you guys. And <clears throat> Thank you, Holy Spirit. Yeah, God. Yeah, Lord. Mm. Yeah, Lord, we just, we just thank you that you are a God who is speaking over our lives. We just want to be like, you know, Samuel is like, yeah, yeah, Lord, just speak. Your servant's listening. Just continue to open our hearts, open our eyes, so that when we hear your voice, we see who you are. We see what you're saying, Lord. We understand your heart, Lord. We just want to adopt that posture of response to you this morning. Thank you for your voice to us. Thank you that you call us, God. I thank you for strength and courage being around our lives as we face this week, God. We just thank you for, for, for victory being over our week, Lord, as we go into tomorrow, God, into work, into family, and schools, Lord. We just, we just speak your victory over, over our week this week, Lord. 
Help us not to miss the moments that you're moving in, Lord Jesus. In your awesome name, amen.